please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Guess what, Marvel fans? It's Spoiler Up 92, Captain Marvel. And who... Who do you think our guest is? Captain Longbox Cap- herself. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I, uh, I use a three-tiered system of... We don't do boards. We do them back-to-back. We save a twig. Uh, bags and boards. We just do bags. We double them up. <laughs> Jackie Cation, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! I'm back on Comedy Film Nerds to talk about a Marvel uh, uh, thing. Uh, How did you, that happen? Well, you can't have me on for anything else because i'm not really watching anything else <laughs> i wish i were i got a bunch of screeners didn't watch any of them um got a bunch of new coasters oh. <laughs> i got the all oh, the union sag sent you over some coasters yeah, yeah it's real nice <laughs> one said get out on it which is a perfect coaster for somebody i love the netflix ones like do you really think i don't have netflix right How, what do you think if i don't have netflix you think i'm gonna then watch this on a dvd you think I'm going to watch Ozark on DVD? <laughs> I'm not going to watch Ozark. That's what that's what just happened. So, um, spoiler: alert, Ozark uh, on DVD should have ended in season one. The Mexican about- drug cartel should have just come and wiped everyone out. Oh yeah! But in season two, they're like the bumbling Mexican drug cartel, <laughs> warp, warp, like Gilligan's running the cartel. Ah, oh, did you hear they're doing a Sex in the City three? Anyway, wow. speaking of wow. things that should have been murdered so, while they were in the Middle East, so Ozark is not like uh, it's it's not like a Narcos, is what you're saying? No, no, no. Doesn't have if Narcos took the place, gravitas of yeah, Deadwood. It's a, <laughs> anyway. We're not here to talk Netflix. No, we're it's not. Captain Marvel. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, let's Captain talk about Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay, I I said this on the regular episode. I went into this super pumped up. I love the trailer. Oh. Had some had some problems with it. Well, you can't you can't now what is this? The twentieth movie, right? Twenty or twenty one? Yeah. Twenty one Marvels right. in there. So uh if it would have been as good as, you know, First Avenger or mm-hmm. you know, uh it was as good as uh some of the best. It was not as good as Black Panther. Sure. But it was for me, it was great. And, and of course, all movies, much like Wonder Woman, it has to be so many things to so many people to get over the first hump of not being, um, you know, because there's a woman head, headlining mm-hmm. protagonist, whatever, and uh, heaven forfend that uh, we not address that. How about we don't address it? How about as, a, as, as an origin story and as the uh, Captain Marvel, I, of shocker, I loved it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, let, let's talk about that for a minute, because one of the problems I had with the film that I thought did f- uh, feel flat was the way Captain Marvel was written. Her dialogue and her performance, I thought, was a little flat uh, she, I expressionless. Thought, I love Brie Larson. I think it was... Yeah. I, my problems were, this, as I said in the regular episode, I just some of the dialogue... And and I was talking to someone else about. She's this. a great actress. She's a great yeah. actress. I think there's some script stuff. You didn't see the character differences. The thing is, is okay. She was wooden. She was incredibly stiff, mm-hmm. and she was stiff because she had amnesia, and she had nightmares. 
the only time where she came alive, where she was completely uh, having the time of her life, was when she was kicking ass. Right. She was kind of, I mean, the movie opens with her going, hey, I had a bad dream. Let's go uh, hit each other. And uh, she was only having fun when she was fighting. She was only having, she came alive when she was fighting. She was the kind of superhero who just wanted to fight. We haven't seen that in a woman's superhero. Even Wonder Woman mm-hmm. was like, she would have these like weird monologues about peace. And uh, and Captain Marvel was like, no, let's go punch some that, things. That might have been the intention because I think part it of it was. It was entirely the intention. Like, uh, like when you have like a character with amnesia, they're not sure what they should be feeling or what they should be remembering. She but, was super stiff. Yeah. I, I I agree, but there was a stillness to her. I think that lasted far too long into the film. Like I would have, it was a little distracting her. for you. Yeah, I would okay. have liked to have seen her. Like if we're gonna make that arc, make it more pronounced and make it more um, apparent throughout the entire film, especially towards the end, because I felt like she never got past that wooden stiffness, even when she did regain her memory. I thought she. I thought there was a lot of looseness at some of those last two scenes with her with her friend and the uh, and the kid Proton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the I think that there was a lot more. There was just a, a, a relaxation and an openness. Now, how that? Did, well, yeah. I was going to ask uh, as we're talking about the character, like because there's clearly some differences between the books and the uh, the film. What were the most um, obvious differences between the comic and what we saw on the screen? Well, Kelly Sue DeConnick wrote uh, the 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 arc that they took. Right, and it was. I mean, there was a lot of great things about it. I love that the scrolls. These are spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Anything? Yeah. Okay. Anything Real goes. quick, anyone who's new to this, we're gonna talk about key elements of the movie. This is what a spoiler episode is by definition. Uh, by definition, so the ending, <laughs> all of that. If you haven't right. seen this movie, uh, hit the pause button, go watch it, and come back because we're gonna talk about all the key elements in the regular comedy film nerd episodes. We do not give away spoilers. This is called why we call this a spoiler episode <laughs> Jackie Cation you have the floor there we go so uh, so the scrolls are the good guys in the mm-hmm. end it's like because uh, that was one of the one of my favorite parts about it is I that remember reading the comics and the scrolls were never good guys they're they are occasionally you know they have a diaspora they have been they have been destroyed by the Kree so bad that there were the, the only two things that I thought were just okay about the movie because the whole thing I loved I love the movie do you know what it had for me it had the heart and this is going to be a this is going to this is going to blow some minds. Uh, it has the heart of the Superman movie that Christopher Reeves did. That's what I felt. Her mm. character was literally that kind of purity. You know, it had that kind of purity of intent. She wanted to fly higher, faster, further. She wanted to be the good guy. She wanted to. She wasn't going to lie. She was. She she thought that she was a noble hero. She thought she came from a noble hero race, and she wanted to live up to that. And that was what, that was my favorite part of that movie. I thought I thought this would be really good for kids, and really good for girl kids. Um, there was, I mean, they they pulled a lot of different stuff. Obviously, Captain Marvel, you know, Marvel was a man, and he he was a Kree soldier, and he was sent to uh, in this and and the first showing up of of Captain Marvel was in like sixty eight mm-hmm. when she was Ms. Marvel. And, uh, and I have the first ten episodes issues. issues of that. Yeah. Oh wow, and uh, and and she was great. And then she comes back in the late seventies, and that uh, the machine man who was it who who stole her away? 
and essentially raped her and then became, um, it was an X-Men. It was great. It was, uh, ah, son of a bitch. Anyway, I'm sure somebody's <laughs> yelling at their iPod right now. <laughs> and, uh, but it was, it was, I was glad that they didn't use that part of it where one of the first times she goes out into space in the seventies, when she, when she went from being Ms. Marvel to Captain Marvel, which I think this was the seventies. And it, um, she comes back to earth pregnant from the guy who who kidnapped and raped her the the and she has that guy his clone as her baby and the and the x-men just kind of blow it off they're like eh, bitches man they're weird and uh so <laughs> i don't remember that story arc at all <laughs> you don't remember oh man and the thing is is i'm not as prepared as i have been on previous marvel episodes because i saw it over a week ago mm. And uh, I, I you saw it multiple times. I saw it twice mm-hmm. the first weekend it came out, and I want to see it again. And I almost went and saw it yesterday, but I have I, I'm going on the road for three weeks uh, next week, so I'm kind of swamped. But there was this thing where, and Chris, uh, Chris, um, who wrote everything in the '90s, Chris Claremont, Claremont, yeah, was it Chris Claremont? Damn it, I hope so. Uh, but he, well, you're talking X Men, he did, yeah, he did. Okay, mm-hmm. so he brings her back, and uh, she has amnesia. And uh, and when at the end of this arc she is given back her her memory by Professor X, she spends the entire like the fifth issue of this arc just chewing out the X Men, going, "Why would you let that guy just take me? And why would you not ever address that I have that him as a baby? He grows up super fast because he's an alien, and then we have sex again. Why? And then you have to fight him in the end anyway." And it was, it's essentially Kang the Conqueror, but when he's not Kang. Do you remember that guy? I remember Kang the Conqueror. I don't remember him. His, not being Kang. He's, he's another. Identity. Yeah. No, he's got another identity. He becomes Kang the Conqueror eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, too much info, brain full of things. So, <laughs> but the movie Captain Marvel doesn't do any of that. It just, they have her taken by the Kree. The Kree. They are super silliest pieces of shit. So uh, it's kind of awesome. I did not recognize Annette Benning initially. <laughs> and then did. And I was like, oh, look, it's that lady from American President. Because I don't know a lot about movies. And uh, The lady from American <laughs> President. And Bugsy. That's the Annette Benning movie you're referencing. Oh, my God. The president's single and he's going to date. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, feel free to disregard my attitudes because clearly I have the worst taste. <laughs> but I loved Captain Marvel. I loved um, you know how they kept showing those flashbacks to her uh, you know, falling off the rope, mm-hmm. getting knocked down off the seesaw, uh, getting the go-kart thing and um, every single, they, they show that like two or three times, right? Like you do. They And you know, you don't introduce flashbacks into a plot and never use them. So they are used in the final, in her final battle with the AI on on Cree, where they show the next part of the scene, right? Which when she gets back up, up. yeah, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. What uh, when you saw those um, those flashbacks and those memories, like it was alluded to that some of those memories may have been false or implanted, and they're all jumbled up. Like when I was watching, I was trying to figure out, especially after the movie was over, I'm like, well, now which one of those flashes were some of them false, or I think they were just truncated. Uh-huh. I think that they just uh, stopped them before she got up mm-hmm. is a way to control her. And they put that 
But it disc seemed like some neck. of them like contradicted each other. Like sometimes one would show something, one would show. I, I don't remember exactly. I only saw it once, but I remember like that kind of being like, well, she doesn't know what she can remember because her her brain's all jumbled. No, I think that they were feeding her other information and saying okay. that her memories were not necessarily well. They they changed the who was walking at her. They made it a scroll mm-hmm. uh, shooting at her. In, in in the memory when she's crashed, right. when it turns out it was, I believe, Jude Law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, here's uh, the thing. I feel like Jude Law, if he saw you crash just in real life, he would shoot at you. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. shooting at somebody who's crashed yeah, yeah. right now. Somebody's scooter went down and he's opening fire on them right yeah. now in central mm-hmm. London. Um, I The thing, I like that the... Um, the and someone's defending him unnecessarily at an awards show. The <laughs> the scree, I'm getting confused. The scree, the, the Cree. the Cree. Yeah. they're the Cree bad. And the scrolls. The wait, the scrolls were the bad ones that ended up being the good ones at right. the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I love that idea, and I love that like, oh wow, and it's sort of to me. And again, this is like anything. It's one of the things I loved about Wonder Woman was I loved the anti-war aspect to it. I love the fact that she thought. Oh, I'm with the good guys, and no, turns out maybe not. And she has to kind of reconcile that. I love that right. conflict. I love the fact that my problem, and this again goes back to the script thing, is then they then become these the, all this wacky hijinks comedy when they're like, "Oh, where's Mister Captain Science? Your science guy?" And I was like, Come "Oh, on. the riffing, yeah, I the did, weird riffing yeah, scene. The weird. I didn't like that. You was didn't like, like the weird no, riffing scene because I was, was like, well, there were there were things that did irritate me. If we want to talk about that, but I want to talk about a movie we loved anyway. But the things that <laughs> well, did irritate a spoiler, me. Spoiler: We got to get in a we'll nitpicky. Get it all in. We'll the CGI was distracting. Colson and uh, Sam Jackson's CGI. Yes, right. Was uh, I don't like that choice. No, it's very video everyone's game. Getting, everyone's getting Betty buttoned. I, yeah, I don't like it because it. I'm like, oh wow, robots. I'm looking right. at computers and robots. Right, right. Mm. It has that sort of weird, z- bizarre kind of. We're just like, nah, that feels off. That feels off. And then, um, and then they did they did an allusion to the Marvel thing when uh, he said Marvel would be better, and mm. uh, and then he sings from the Marvelettes. And I assume because of the CGI that they also auto tuned him because he sounded great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought. Um, and a lot of people, there was some sort of, there was a bunch of nerds who didn't like uh, the Flarkin, the Flarkin, the cat. Oh, I love the cat. I love the cat. The cat The cat was actually incredibly well done, but they were like, no, Nick Fury's a badass. And you're like, this is 30 years before, this is Nick Fury learning. He came from Vietnam, right? Or World War II or whatever, however. Whoever retconned the timeline is. Yeah, whatever Whatever he's coming from retconned because we're 100 years later. Mm-hmm. And... um. And so he's got that war vibe. I did love this. I'm going to talk about three things at once. Uh, I loved <laughs> when when um, when Cap- when Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, was uh, having that moment where she was like, "Well, I killed a bunch of scrolls," and that scroll said, "We're all covered in blood." Well, that was great. I was see. Great I love line. those messages, and I love that stuff. So what? What? I what and this this is a thing that happens to me when there's scenes and themes that I really dig and then there's like clunky dialogue next to it. It really I go ah it pulls you out. It really pulls me yeah. out because I'm like you had it. Yeah, you had it. All you needed was one more rewrite from one of those eight writers. That's the, and that's the when I see that when I see eight writers and we talked about this in the regular episode because we had um, Heather Dowling and Michelle Barton who. 
These two women are both directors. And we were all four of us were saying, not fans of two directors. I don't think that, I think, unless it's ri- like Coen Brothers, they share a brain. They have a yeah. hive mind. Right. Yep. They're or, Borg. Or even you the Russo to. Brothers, when to. you're looking at like if Infinity War, I forgot about them. They're, mm-hmm. That's the one time it works too. It's, it, it can it's work. Ra- it's rare. But it's hard. I, like I said in the regular and episode. Infinity War was a mess. Infinity mm-hmm. War was great, but it was also a mess. Right. So, I mean... Well, you know, as, maybe those two directors were each directing on other sides of the planet. Which is part of the, the problem time. with two directors. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and the weird thing is about this this world now and how big it is and how much we expect from these movies mm-hmm. and how much we want from these characters. It's... You're never going to get that visceral joy of Iron Man a character you've never heard of having a movie. Right. And then all of a sudden it's 12 years later and you're like, no, everyone knows who Iron Man is. If this yeah. would have come out between Iron Man 1 and 2, I probably would have done backflips for it. Right. You know That's what, I what mean? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that for what it is, it is, uh, it's up there with, with some of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously there's Black Panther, uh, the Ant-Man series, those two Ant-Man series for... But the Ant-Man series and this, Captain Marvel, are the three, I would say, mostly for children. That's a great point. That's reason why I didn't like Ant-Man 1, because I felt like I was watching Spy Kids. I liked the second Ant-Man more, because I loved the Wasp, and th- that interaction was really and, cool. And I loved Ant-Man and the Wasp, except for that Ant-Man and the Wasp was less... It had... Uh, you know what I love about Ant-Man, and I've always, I've always said this, is that the stakes are low. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He has low. He just wants to hang out with his daughter, man. Yeah. It's a he, you know it was a great like kind of refresher on a reset on a big Marvel movie. It, it was, was like and, a, it and was, it was a great palate cleanser. Right. And they could put him to you. And they and here's the other thing about Captain Marvel though is that they need Captain Marvel. They need her for Infinity War Endgame. Right. Right. Uh, or Avengers Endgame because she is the Tesseract. Right. She gets her powers. When she is flipping the Tesseract up in the air, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? No, 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 <laughs> j- j- Cosmic Cube, careful. And, uh, but she, that's where she, it's nothing to her. That's where she got her power. I'm, she can beat Thanos because of it. Yeah. And I'm, we were saying this. Good thing she didn't get snapped out. I, I hope. All right. Yeah, you know, that would have trumped it. I think I'm excited to see this character and Brie Larson in Endgame because I feel like, Again, I just like too many. When anytime I see seven, eight writers, I go, "Boy, watch out!" That's too many rewrites. And yeah, we'll too- see. We'll see what the other filmmakers do with this character, right? And and putting her, especially her, in the context of the whole universe. And part mm-hmm. of it is, and and you bring up great points. We're on movie twenty or twenty one. Yeah. Some of it is because the 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 two guests we had on last week, neither one of them were big comic book fans, right? Or 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 Marvel fans or action figure. Action movie fans? Well, they love the Marvel movies. They both love... And so it was that thing of... And this is the thing that I... I I like about these Marvel films is you don't have to be your level of knowledge to get them. Right. I was a little... There's entry points. There's entry points. Mm -hmm. This movie, kind of like the first Thor for me, had some like, wait, wait, who are... And because I... And I freaking love the first Thor only because I had been reading it for and and here's I mean it's so true what you just said about putting her in this bigger universe and having other writers write her mm-hmm. because I'm sort of used to it. I mean, if you go through sure. comic book writers, you go through comic book writers. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, no one, no one person has written Spider Man. 
No. That's, you know, there's this writer's Spider-Man. There's that writer's right. Spider-Man. Right. And my least favorite thing about anybody who takes over a new um, character, like one of the big characters, is the first thing they do is they kill them. Uh, they're like, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna be the one who kills Captain America. Yep. I'm going to be the one. Nobody and nobody wants that to happen. Nobody. Wait, yeah. yeah, don't do it. What, what, no, no, yep. no. Or make him a spy or a traitor. Or a traitor or, yeah. or any of that. You you want to put your stamp on it yeah. so that it's going to get you, what, more signatures at a, at a Comic-Con? Stop you remember it. at uh, DC, they did that with Animal Man. It was one of those uh, those books that was just kind of oh, not doing that well. And then there was a new run. I think it was. I Jordan, read that. And where it was literally like they killed him so brutally in like the first issue of like this new relaunch. It was like, oh, my God, I guess they're. Was it with his doing? daughter? Was that where his daughter got all of his powers? And it was no. There was an amazing run of Animal Man. Who mm-hmm. the hell wrote that? But it was this, it, and it only lasted probably lasted fourteen, maybe twenty one uh, well, this, issues. This one was like a Superman type of arc where you know eventually he he came back. Well, but, did uh, it was about the green, you know, the green power and the red power fighting each other. Did you read that one? No. Okay. Anyway, uh, I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, it was a really nice arc. It wasn't that long either, so I, it's probably two graphic novels. I, I think, too, like, to part of this is the, if there's certain, like I said, the first Thor movie I had a hard time following, right. and that's my probably least favorite genre is the fantasy world, obviously, is not, yeah. my, not my wheelhouse. Oh, right, right, more magic-y. And- yeah, magic wandy. I'm like, right, eh. right. <laughs> Come on. Oh, we've had this go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we have. <laughs> no, anytime we do a Hobbit spoiler, it's just me asking questions. <laughs> Why are they short? Why are they all short? Oh, what's with the weird ears and hairs, accents? Hairs on their feet? Is I don't that a get thing? it. Come on. Okay. It's a lot of pointy ears and haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but then I loved this the Ragnarok. Thor yeah. Ragnarok was a blast. So part of it is that aspect of this character's world might not have resonated as much with me. But I still believe it. I, I don't like the two director thing because like Patty Jenkins, it muddies it right or something. It muddies it, and because Patty Jenkins, man, you knew she was like, this is how I'm doing Wonder Woman. This yeah. is how right. it's going down, mm-hmm. and that's why I love that film. And I was mm-hmm. like. Wow, I knew exactly the arc of that. The arc of that. I knew everything about Wonder Woman and and Brie Larson is an amazing actress. So I really that's why I put it more on the script. Yeah. Because um for any problems that you had with For it. any problems that I have and I understand I'm sure some of it to the directors were going, well, we want to use 90s action movie dialogue um, oh, do you think that that's where they that was a trap they fell into? I think that maybe that was a choice they made that yeah. they just didn't execute as well as I would well, have liked. Because the '90s things were goofy. Uh, it yeah. was. Uh, I did enjoy the uploading. That was very yes. fun. That stuff was funny. I mean, going to to an internet cafe. Yep. Oh, and we we mentioned this on the regular episode. One Alta of the cool Vista. things that. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, one of the cool things that Captain Marvel did, like as a promotional thing, they created a '90s website with like all these weird frames and nice. uh, uh, gifs <laughs> and like you know little animations. So if you go to like Captain Marvel the movie, it's got yeah. like all these cool like, and it's got like you play the trailer and a real grainy like little real player thing. <laughs> it's, it's cool. Oh, by the way, Animal Man. This is I I couldn't find the exact run, but what happened is I remember this now. Is you know it was a regular DC comic, but then yeah. DC was launching. Remember the Vertigo line, which was like quote for mature leaders. Yep. So it was one of those weird things where they moved that character from the regular DC lineup to Vertigo, and then like they made it all crazy and 
and weird and violent and yeah. so dark. Yeah. So it wasn't like a new title. It was like, okay, well, you know, we have the Animal Man. He talks to animals and control them and turns into things. And now, right. now I'm like, oh my God, he's getting killed. And now we're uh, we're talking about conservation and uh, right. you know, the planet and all this weird dark shit uh-huh. in the earth. So uh, Who wrote that? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think granted Grant Morrison have a run. I think it was Grant Mor. I think it was the Grant Morrison run that I. That Grant was the Morrison only uh, had a run. I'm not sure. They, they had a bunch. That, of that's the on. one I think that I loved. Yeah. Because uh, it was the red power versus the green power or whatever. Mm. Anyway, it was a b- big Christmas story. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this: when when. When we're done, <laughs> and we won't ever be, because this is a cash cow that will not stop with the milk. No. Um, oh, yeah. Well, it's Jamie Delano. He, sorry. He killed off the character like in the first episode. Yeah, I never read that one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But the, the, the crazy thing about this is when, when if we were to look at the 20, 20 episodes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, the Ed Norton Hulk that's not a great one. No. no, it was pretty good. I mean, it had some good it had, parts. It had to it. some decent moments, right? To it. You know, but the original Avengers it that grew will on always me. Be it grew my on favorite. me. That Hulk one definitely grew on me after uh, second viewing. Like, you know what? In the grand scheme of the universe, it yeah. wasn't as bad as I thought it and was it works. at first. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, that that's the whole thing about all of the ones that are bad. Like, and and this and Captain Marvel isn't anywhere near bad, but it's um, but when you try to watch like Iron Man two and three. People are like, those are the worst. And you're, then you watch them again. You're like, oh, not bad. I kind of right. like that one. Right. And uh, um, and then you watch the the you know somebody. It was Civil War. That was mad. Parts of that were maddening to me, mm-hmm. and and it just exhausting. But parts of it were great. And that is true. With I mean, this is a, the world is so big. The universe of these of these characters is so right. big, and they're going so deep into the long boxes to make because they're just you know poor thing about Disney. The check to check they're living, and so what they got to do is they got to go into the long boxes and try to find a character. That little startup. I hope it gets off the ground. One I, day that mouse is going to really oh, it's going to be able to just try to buy could, some land. If only they could buy more companies and licenses to really uh, ferment their brand. I you think know what that's called better. passive income. I heard about that. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> That's Disney's what they doing need real good. Is residual income. <laughs> Disney, are you listening, Disney? <laughs> Multiple <laughs> revenue streams. Have you heard of this? <laughs> so, but but when it all comes down to it, Captain Marvel will be one of my favorites. But there's but there's definitely ones that, like Black Panther and uh, Winter Soldier and First Avenger, are some of my are three of my favorites, right? And then I love the Avengers, and then I love uh, the two Ant Man's and this Captain Marvel. For sort of no real... guardians in that list. No guardians. Here's the thing: is I liked the guardians a lot, uh, and the first one I liked a lot. The second one I almost liked better. But when I look back on it, those didn't didn't make the top five, mm. which is weird. Wow! Because everyone's got their own. I think top we're gonna five. have a different list. Yeah, I think. Well, you want to laminate? See if you can sleep with one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what? Uh, that's a Friends reference, you guys. I, see, I used to watch television. Yeah. So um, no, but like, what would be like? I, I would like. Put, where would you put this? One? I would put Civil War and Guardians of the Galaxy probably up. Uh, really. At the top. Those are my favorites, and then I would put Captain Marvel down at the bottom. It was my least favorite Marvel movie. Really? Mm. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. For me, I wouldn't put Captain Marvel wasn't. At the bottom, I would have to say. Well, except for Hulk, I would put Hulk at the bottom. Then I would put Captain Marvel. You put Hulk at the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would put 
I would definitely put I'd put Captain Marvel's like in the middle. Like there's there's a lot of parts of it that I like, but then there's the parts I'd put that, that I, Mickey Rourke Iron Man on the bottom. Oh boy, that one is rocks. But here I mean the, I mean the thing is is there is no bottom. Yeah, I know. Me. With all the yeah. Marvel movies, I'm like, I mean, oh, even, yeah, is that even on? the worst ones are watchable. It's like when Pixar makes an okay movie, I'm like, you know what? It's still pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 for me like a top five is just the standouts of twenty some movies that I liked at various levels. Right, right. Where there's I no liked all of them at various levels. Right, there's yeah. no Marvel movie unlike DC where I went, what the. F- yeah, I'm never, I'm never You've watching this movie me. again. Like, yeah, enough. Like I've mm-hmm. never done that at a, at a Marvel film. Yeah. Right, right. That's true. I've never done that with a Marvel film. I, yeah. There's always never thought about walking out and punching Zack Snyder in the face. Or, or yeah. even, I mean, there's DC movies that I just went, oh, I'm never going to see that, and I've, mm-hmm. and I haven't, and I won't. And right. I, well, there was some that I like that I watched, uh, you know, on the back of the chair yeah. on the Delta flight on mute and I didn't mind them. You know, I mean like if if Superman versus Batman is playing on, you know, on mine and then on somebody else's in front of me, I'm like, "Oh, that's a good scene coming up." And so I'll <laughs> I'll sit through it, I'll watch it on mute, I'll uh, I'll read a book. Uh, but um but yeah, there's 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 none of that. And but Captain Mar, I mean the thing is is her friendship with with Nick Fury, I really liked because it felt like uh, military equals is mm-hmm. what it felt like. Uh, I liked, I didn't even mind the throwback to Coulson. I liked that Coulson was in it. I liked that he yeah. was one of the... That was fine origin The scroll stuff. stuff was really fun mm-hmm. as far as the, they, they would change to people, and that was super fun. And um, the, the surfing scene where it was like, this one's taken, that was hilarious. Yeah. And so I thought that they did the humor pretty well. You guys found it a couple jarring a couple yeah, of times. Was, again, it really went to a dialogue thing for me. I wanted, I thought it was a, a missed opportunity with Nick Fury. I'm like, oh, we're going to get kind of his, uh, you know, origin story woven into this. Right. And then again, it just, I guess. The fact the, that there hasn't been a Nick Fury movie is ridiculous. Yeah. Did you ever read that Max version of Nick Fury mm-hmm. origin? Well, here's here's what I would really um, like to see. And let's say I wonder if Marvel's working on this. They're working on a Black Widow movie. Right. Now, it's a great opportunity to also tell Nick Fury's origin in, in the scope of that film as well. Because, you know, you could tell they're close. Yep. They have a long-lasting relationship. Right. And uh, their pasts are probably intertwined, uh, even more so than Captain Marvel. Do you know a one-shot that... Uh that I've always wanted to see is the, um, well, a couple of them. One of them is uh, what really happened in Budapest. I would like <laughs> uh, Hawkeye, uh, Black Widow, Budapest thing. They keep referencing it. Well, just the ones, but I love it. It's, I'm, I'm constantly, you and I remember Budapest differently. It's something that I say in life. <laughs> so, and then the other one would be a one shot. I think it was Ultron Avengers movie where they're all at that party, but Jane Foster and Pepper Potts are not at that party. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I have always, and I might've told you guys this before, is I want the one shot of them out to dinner like just called the Bechtel test and them not mm-hmm. discussing either Iron Man or Thor, just talking about their own, like a project that they're working on together. Right. Just a scientific <laughs> business deal. That, that wasn't, even, be great. That wasn't just, even in the extras. That was, it was that would have been the greatest <laughs> one shot. Remember those one shots they used to do? Mm-hmm. And there was, and the fact that they got rid of the one shots is sad for me. Cause the, that was, uh, those were cool. Those were cool. Well, one of the things, uh, you know, getting back to what you were saying too, with the villains here, I found 
the um, villain with the sense of humor entertaining. Like, I thought that was fun. Oh, yeah. But... Scroll villain? Yeah. I think, like, it felt like it was... I was watching two different scroll movies. Like, because it started out so harsh as the villains. I'm like, well, we kind of made this pivot very harshly. And like like you said, it's like, well, now the science officer doesn't know what they're doing. This militaristic, heartless, um, these villains are now like, no, we're just kind of trying to find a home and we have a sense of humor and, you know, everything, we have children and everything's great. I'm like, you could kind of make that transition, like, but it was very, very abrupt. It felt abrupt. Yeah. I don't know why they had to go... Or just start that so way. So hard yeah. into wacky land when when it's like, show them as the big, mean enemy and then go, wow, they're just trying to survive. And that scene, which was so great, where he goes, look, we both have blood on our well, hands or however we said right. it, you know? Well, because, uh, but that's what I loved about it because they had been vilified and painted as one-dimensional, right? And then there was that scene where they hear, they, they get it, you know? Captain Marvel understands what has been done to them and how they are now being hunted. And it is, you know, all of, all of these things and comic books have done this forever, much like all different weird art forms <laughs> where they, there's always, there's not always a message, but, so, but there's always an opportunity for a parallel or a parable. Right, and the parable there the main is that the character needs to learn something, Jackie. Well, yeah, how well, you need an arc, and um, and so she has been raised essentially. She was born two years earlier on Cree. That's all she knows. She is a Cree mm-hmm. noble hero, a, a noble race of warrior heroes, or whatever. And um, and what she has been told is that these are monsters. Right. These are monsters. They don't have families. They don't have uh. Uh, emotions they aren't funny they aren't uh sweet they don't have regret or remorse they are monsters mm. essentially what what i in my opinion white people have been told about black people their entire lives is well, that you could you could make that analogy to anything americans we think all all the terror the middle, terrorists the middle east all, terrorists they're all evil terrorists it's like oh, a lot of them were just poor and everything got blown up by our drones and right they and they're to trying it. to live their lives yeah. and they're yeah. yeah and there's a lot of children there and there's too, a lot of so, poverty right? in a middle eastern country while the ruling uh you know the ruling families the three live in palaces have, <laughs> right right they, everyone else has gold flaked whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but the so that i i thought it was actually it would I can see how you could see it was abrupt, but it was so, it's like a, a flash of, it's like her amnesia going away. It's mm. a flash of blinding light. I, and I love that idea. <laughs> you love that that's what I saw. That's what you saw. No, and I see, but I'm, again, I go back, the dialogue was, they could have done that in a little smarter way. The they, next four times I watch this movie, I am going to be watching that dialogue. <laughs> and I want you to know when I buy it on DVD. <laughs> Because and I think and maybe this was the choice of we're gearing this for kids, so we're gonna make the language a little more wacky, kid jokey. Maybe that was a choice, but I because I, I, I just choice, I don't know that I think they wrote the choice it for was kids. More trying to hit the '90s vibe. I think that was more of the choice. I think they could have just pulled back and kept it a little bit more in reality. Because the, oh, this is your si- oh, so suddenly Gilligan is your science guy, like, <laughs> yeah. come on, right? That was jarring, but there's mm-hmm. you know there's stuff like that, and and that kind of that kind of scene does fit more in with a Guardians kind of thing, sure. But which which is what made the Star Lord character in the here's why I don't like the Guardian movies as much as I used to like them in Infinity War. He drove me fucking nuts. 
<laughs> that character. I was like, oh, next to the rest of these guys, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and uh, and so it makes it makes me like them him less. <laughs> It's like when he got into the bigger universe, he pales in comparison to Steve Rogers. Well, well, yeah, because yeah, in his world, he's the funniest, coolest guy in his little ship. And then when he's like, and you know, the Guardians movies are far out science fiction, you know, fantasy type movies. Yeah, they're, whereas, and they're, they're definitely for children, and they're, and they're scavenger. You know, yeah, orphan. You know, the rest of the superhero. Well, he's actually, Han Solo, that's not true, right? I mean, it's, it's more of a Han Solo character. But yeah, it, it's definitely has that vibe. Whereas, like the Avengers movies and you know the ground-based heroes are more, <laughs> are more grounded, like the Earth. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got Star Lord with a you know talking raccoon and a tree, and right, right. showing up in the same universe. Yeah, and and his and like Gamora is is clearly much more serious. Like she lives in space. Mm-hmm. He is just visiting space from Kansas or wherever the hell he's from, and um, but I but he was so likable in those movies that I love him in those movies. But when he's in the Avenger movies, I'm like, yeah, you are not. A, there's no gravitas there. Mm-hmm. Like this is not. He isn't even. Uh, he's not quippy like Iron Man is, and he's not. Uh, he's not a hero like Captain America is. So, and he's not. Like he's he's not a well, he he, he's not like a mythical way, beast like uh, Thor is. He fits in like Ant Man does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it's more yeah because it's because the stakes are low. You know, with with him, he is just trying to make money and just trying to hang out. But rising to the you know, occasion he is when half he living planet, you remember? Well, his ego. He is half living. He's one of the planetariums. What are those guys called again? It's uh, know it all. Um, n- yeah. Nowhere. What's the? What did they turn the? The um, celestials. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a celestial. Anyway, so he's half celestial, and um, well, let's get into the ending. Okay, okay. and the and the spoil. What and the, are we talking about again? Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's always with the Marvel things. We always go into a long, because uh, right, they're so tangent. intertwined. Yeah. They're so yeah. intertwined. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of the ending, Jackie? So, remind me of the order of events. So, um, yeah, let's we walk. We find it's all been a week for for us because we have the tags us. too. Right. So, so the the they upload the information. We find out that they're that they're not the bad guys. That they're actually being exterminated by the Kree. They go up to. Um, Marvel's uh, orbiting space lab, station. Yeah. Spa- space station. They go in. They find the family. They make some kind of lame jokes about pinball, and um, they and then Jude Law shows up with his goons, right? And they want the they want the tesseract. Yes. And they put it in a Fonzie lunchbox. Yes. I they, remember that. Yeah. I didn't mind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, 90s. I don't know why they'd still then, have Fonzie. Then the flurkin eats it. The cat And the flurkin eats, mm-hmm. eats it. Yep. And um, the flurkin, the fact that the flurkin had tent, like Cthulhu tentacles, mm-hmm. uh, I am completely on board. Yes. And uh, the flurkin is from the comics as well, uh, just uh, so everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, <laughs> And I, I liked, uh, I liked the flurkin. Anyway, so, <laughs> and I'm not a huge fan of cats. So, <laughs> you got a, so, you got a bunch of them 
crawling around your house oh, outside. Oh my you got God. the feral ones. We have, so, we have dozens of feral cats. The valley <laughs> has a feral cat thing Isn't like that weird? no other part of Los Angeles. Andy has caught three of them and gotten them fixed and then released them back. You have to Into take the them wild. back from mm-hmm. Fix Nation. They won't keep them. Mm-hmm. He's like, really? And uh, so, he's, so he's, he's fixed three of them, but he's got to catch another 11. Yeah, and the same three keep walking into the trap because they're the dumbest. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so what? Ha- so now, now it's just it's um, it's all action, right? They're running around. Everybody's killing everybody yeah, else, yeah. and and uh, and and I did like. Here's what I really liked is that Talos, Talos or Talos, I forget, uh, turns into one of the Kree uh, soldiers that is that is leading them to the airlock to throw them all out. Right. That I thought was a. I was like, we better use the scroll thing one more time because that's their superpower. Mm-hmm. And they weren't super scroll, by the way. Those are regular walking around scrolls. Right. Super scrolls actually have the powers. That they, they have the, the powers that, that uh, they mimic. Yeah, and they could take. They could absorb up to three powers, and um, of different superheroes. Anyway, Four on a Sunday. Uh, any given Sunday, <laughs> and uh, so the I saw that movie. Uh, <laughs> nice costuming. So. Um, but that's and then, and then uh, so they beat him. Ronan pops out of uh, space. Mm-hmm. Ronan was kind of lame, I thought, and at first did not think it was the same actor. I didn't think it was either at first. Yeah, that was weird, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he pops out the four the four pop out. We we are reminded of because now she has all those powers when she goes through one of those Kree ships. That was a that was a superpower that she got. Um, I forget where she got that photon power, but uh, we're reminded through it as she blows up that as she just flies through that that ship and just blows it to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And then Ronan's like, "Oh, well, I guess we'll come back." Mm-hmm. Pink, 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 and then yeah. they're gone. And then uh, reunited back on the planet. Yeah, that was good. I, I think she was a little overpowered towards the end because it was like, uh, um, it was it was kind of like, uh, well, she's invincible. Now she's inside the spaceship, she's outside the spaceship, and nothing can kind of stop her. Nothing can stop her. She got the power from the Tesseract. And then remember the powers of the Cosmic Cube? It's a wish infinity stone. And they've muddled it in the MCU, but... It's still the cosmic cube. Mm-hmm. So she has almost limitless power. You know, she doesn't need the the mask to breathe in mm-hmm. space. She doesn't uh she's Superman, right? And um and when they took off that, you know, and the joy in the flashbacks when she's flying, mm-hmm. the joy when she's just flying. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite scenes where she's like all she wants to do, she wants to fight and fly. Fight mm. and fly. Who? Second time I saw that movie, by the way, got in a fight. You guys. <laughs> oh, let's hear about. Did the, you fly? Before, well, let's hear this. <laughs> let's hear your fight story, and then we'll go into the stingers. Okay. Wait, what did you think about the end? Because in the end, she's sitting there. She takes her coat uh, with the kid, and then she heads off with the scrolls to find them a planet. I like that. I thought that was fine. I that like, was like an old western. Yeah, it, know, and, kind of and like uh, you know, because she sides up with what was her mortal enemies at the end, which I thought was really cool. And, um, and obviously I was like, I mean, that's the beauty of the MCU is you're like, okay, well, 
where are we going next? Right, you know, right, we're, right, right. There's another, there's another story. This isn't, we're not done. This no. just finished no, this. Be so, another Captain so I was like, right. any of the, the, like some of the problems I had, I was like, well, this is a good ending. I liked it. And I want to see it. It ended the arc. Well, I it thought. ended the arc. Yeah. Well, it was it, sort of like, I, I liked how Ragnarok was sort of mm. felt like a real arc to it as well. Yeah. And, and, um, and then she sticks Jude law back in a pod and sends him back to the Cree nation with a, with a message of, Hey, uh, get it together. Yeah, yeah. Stop being dicks. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and then you know we have the stinger of the the Flurkin coughing up the cosmic cube, right? Because you're like, where is right. the tesseract? But now was that when did the um, he'd lost his eye? Yeah, when did Goose scratch the eye? Was that that was earlier? That wasn't in a that that, that was, was when they were on the they were on the ship. Okay. Because uh, he and tried he to do something and he, and he got scra- and he keeps getting worse, which is a it's a wacky way to explain how Nick Fury loses, loses his eye, but I don't care. I don't have a problem <laughs> with that. Um, and then, um, so that's the Flurkin one. There's the, of course, there'll be the Goose. Mm-hmm. And do you think Goose was named after Top Gun? That's yeah, what I thought. That's sure. what I and right? I like that yeah, stuff. I was like, sure. oh, that's a Top Gun thing. That's neat. And then the other one had Rocky. Uh, or Balboa or whatever. So the the one pilot was like, um, they called her Rocky or whatever. No, she had some another '90s reference. Oh, okay. Remember. Oh, fun. Yeah, I, the, yeah. The pilot. God, I'm looking at the page right so, now. The movie brought in 320 million thus far. Oh, so far three three twenty. Okay, that it's movie. doing all right. Yeah. It is doing all right. It was. Um, yeah, I think that, again. I think it's all going to work out. Yeah, I think and, I, I'm uh, sure Marvel and Disney are very happy with the. It's so funny because I didn't know who Brie Larson was. No, Rambo. Her last name was Rambo. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's right. They were like kept. Oh, uh, but it's but it's uh, Rochambeau, isn't it? Isn't her last name Rochambeau? I thought it was Rambo. Because no, it's I think it's Rochambeau because her daughter grows up to be uh, a Captain Marvel for a second, oh. and then turns into Photon. So um, yeah, she grows up. She uh, ends up being a superhero, oh, and I forget it. if she's an Inhuman or an X Men or if it's just no. No, I think she also gets some some Cree energy off of Captain Marvel. I think uh, they they get in another accident next to each other. Um, but I but I, I I I stand corrected if anybody wants to write to me from the long boxes. Um, yeah. So what was the second stinger? The first uh, one. Was the first the one was what? The the first stinger. Yeah. Was the cat? Um, I thought that was the cat. The, the tesseract. The tesseract. Okay. And then. Then there was a second one, but it was it was less consequential. It was. I can't believe I what it is. How this is the worst spoiler ever, really you guys. Like, I don't have any notes. <laughs> can't wait a week. Can't just wait can't a week. do it. So I do stand-up comedy. My name is Jackie Cation, and uh, and I am doing flappers this very weekend. I don't know when this will go up, but I'm doing flappers at Burbank, headlining it last weekend. Or the, we, yeah. What are the dates you're headlining? Say the, the dates. The 2930. 2930 at yeah. Flappers and Burbank. Yep, 2930 at Flappers and Burbank. Because the Montclair one closed down. Oh, did it? Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, no, I think that's still going. Still going. Oh, great. Yeah, there's there's at least 12 to 27 people who want to go see comedy out in Claremont. <laughs> and Flappers <laughs> is there for them. 12 okay. to 27 <laughs> people. So, Such a specific marketing number they have. <laughs> weirdly, I did a live dork forest last weekend in Boise. 
Again, mm-hmm. 22 people. I don't understand what it is about my live shows, but 22 people show up every time. Doesn't matter if I'm in Hong Kong. Doesn't matter if I'm anywhere. Good. It's always 22. Yeah. Unless... And they're the best 22. No, they, they, they are the, the best they 22. They find the pager. The Avengers find the pager. Oh, that's it. It's the page... It, oh, she shows up. It's the it's the spoiler for in, for Endgame. Yeah, yeah. He she uh, Black Widow turns around. They're running it They're running kept, it nonstop. They have no idea what it does. Rem- no, Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau. Oh, I thought it was Rochambeau. No. Rochambeau was the guy in the, in the Revolutionary War. I'll be yeah. over here uh, mixing up my French people. Rambeau. <laughs> yeah, M- Monica Rambeau is, uh, yeah, she grows up to be uh, a superhero. You are talking about, so they have the pager hooked up, and they've still yes. been sent. And finally, Black Widow goes, we have to reboot it because somebody's going to answer it. She turns around, and there is Captain Marvel. Remember that in the stinger? Mm-hmm. And she goes, where's Nick Fury? And, uh... Nice. Ding yeah, dong. Endgame is in April, right? Yes. It's coming and up. And she's in. Now, Captain Marvel is in the new Endgame trailer. Yes. Yeah. Which they is were she? obviously holding until yes. you know, Captain Marvel oh, got released. Guess what I'm doing after we close out of this banana thing? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Comedy film nerds, banana thing. Banana F92. Thing. It's a, it's a Hashtag banana Hashtag thing. Hashtag banana thing. Knock <laughs> yourselves out, people. Okay, so... Um, I uh, accidentally got in an altercation, huh? Altercation? Yeah. Anyone? Nope. Okay, so <laughs> I'm at. F- I'm. I'm f- I accidentally. Just did, I did mm-hmm. a feature film. Yeah, it was. Com- it was bad. Okay. I did a feature spot for Aaron Foley at Flappers a couple nice. weekends ago. And wh- is- wait, 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 let me just preface this by saying: before when Jackie told me this, she was telling me a couple other things, and then I went. These stories should not be coming out of a comedy club in Burbank called Flappers. <laughs> right. Well, so it feels like, oh, were you in the, you know, the middle of Kentucky in some roadhouse? Is that what was going on? Right. It was, it was <laughs> grim. It was, here's the thing is, um, and Flappers, we, I had a long talk with Barbara who owns Flappers the next day. She said, here's where we failed uh, uh, in this uh, mm. altercation. And I was like, and here's where I failed. Uh, I escalated oh. it. And so we both agreed to it. And then she said to me, are you still willing to do your weekend gig uh, or your headline here at Flappers at the end of the month? And I said, are you still willing to have me? And she said, Jimmy Dore threw a glass of wine at some woman in the front row one time. We still book him. (laughs) And I quote. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's right. Male comics have often jumped off the stage. And then somebody else told me that Gary Gullman jumped off the stage at the Improv once and wrestled a guy like an old-timey Western movie into the hallway where they were rolling like a tumbleweed. Fights with audience Members is not a new thing. Not a new thing. Comics. Nobody invented it. And, uh, <laughs> you don't see a lot of ladies well, doing it. <laughs> somebody invented it in, during vaudeville. During vaudeville, it was wacky. <laughs> uh, I tell you who invented it a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this guy was drunk. Mm-hmm. So here's what happened. So uh, while Aaron Foley is on stage, I am setting up the merch in the foyer. Flappers is like, uh, Barbara was like, why were you setting it up at the foyer in between shows on a Friday night? That's not cool. You should have set it up on the patio, which is where merch goes in between shows. And I was like, mm, okay. Uh, but I wasn't. And she was like, yeah, that's where we dropped the ball. And I said, okay, this is what was happening. So I'm setting it up and I'm, st- there's a table behind me is that screen that you could take a picture at with that says flappers a lot. And then there was a coat rack, uh, that sort of blocked one end of it. And so I, uh, packed the bar was totally packed in comes one of the flapper worker ladies who says hey everybody go to the yoohoo room which is the small room uh follow me follow me out to the yoohoo room and uh everybody starts following it was a very drunk man probably five seven five eight 
not a super big guy, just a super drunk. And I was told later that him and his buddy had come to Flappers drunk. They had ne- they did not serve them at all. They but for some reason they were going to a show at the Yoohoo room, and they were they were so drunk that they were not serving them. This guy was super hammered, and he said to the young woman who worked at Flappers. Hey, my buddy and I want to follow you. And she said, oh, good. Then we're going to the U room. You're going to the U room? And he goes, no, just follow you. We just want to follow you home and follow you in your room and just follow you around because you're so fucking cute. And it went like that. And she got the look that Graham has on his face right now, <laughs> which was <laughs> with, uh, with sort of a half terrified, half grossed out, half three halves. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and she's like, no, don't do that. And then she turns around and leads people out into the street <laughs> to go to the Yoohoo room, right? And I uh, decide uh, to address this gentleman, and I go up to him and I go, nope. And he's like, what? And I said, you don't say shit like that to people because it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's scary to say stuff that you're going to follow somebody. Don't, don't do it. And I'm in his face, and I'm a little in his face, right? And this is, And he goes... I was just kidding. I was just kidding. And I was like, no, I know. I know you were kidding. And so I am whisper fighting with this guy because it's a packed bar. And so we're talking under the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm pointing. <laughs> was this before or after your show? After the show. He wasn't in the show. Right. Okay. He was waiting to go to the Yoohoo Room show. Right. Anyway, his big, a, a bigger guy, his buddy comes over and he's like, what's going on? And I said, nothing's going on. I'm talking to this guy. And, uh, and, uh, this guy is going, do I, do I get it? I, I think so. And uh, and big guy is like, well, stop talking to him. And he's like, well, it's over. Just go to your show. And he goes, it's not over. It's not over. What's going on? And I said, well, it can be over. Uh, why don't you just go to your show? And he goes, well, well, what would you do about it? And I said, I'm not going to do anything, but I could get you kicked out of the whole show. And he goes, who, you? You're going to kick me out? And I was like, well, I could. What? Uh, I am a 53-year-old white lady. And, uh, and so I said, uh, I could, but I'm going to get a guy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what would you do? What would, and he's an inch from my fucking face. Really? Yeah, and I said, well, I could punch you. And uh, hi. Ah. And, and he goes, do it. Just do it. And I was like, no. Just get out. Just leave. And I'm looking around for help, and there's no help. At which Barbara goes, why was there no help? Why was there no help? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, well, there was one woman working the register for the next show. And she's like, no, I know. I know she was there. Anyway, there should have been help. And I said, and I escalated it. And I was like, well, get out. And I said, why don't you guys just go? And he's like, why don't you punch me? You're not going to punch me. And I said, no, I'm not, but get out. And he was like, why don't you punch? And I so then... Um, he's literally got me backed in between these things. And I could have wrestled my way out from where the coat rack was. Mm-hmm. But as Andy Ashcraft, my husband, said to me, he said, it was a bully trap. That's what it was. Because you thought to yourself, well, if I run, I will feel bad about myself because I ran. And if I punch him, which is what I ended up doing, I will feel bad because I hit somebody. He said it was a bully trap. You were going to feel guilty in any case. And then uh, he also said, stop hitting people. Uh, that's the last thing Andy Ashcroft said to punch this guy well he said you're not gonna punch me you're not gonna punch me and then he's, he's backed me up against the thing and so I am holding a bottle of ginger ale a glass bottle of ginger ale mm-hmm. and so I stiff armed him and I popped his lip I broke his lip <laughs> at which point as you can imagine, all hell broke loose because then he's like do it again do it again which he wanted he didn't think I would do it 
And so then he wanted me to try again so that then he could block me and then beat the shit out of me is my assumption. Because then I was like, no, but then two other people show up. They're friends. A woman who is grabbing him. And by the way, the smaller guy is grabbing him as well. And the smaller drunk guy who said the thing, he's, he's saying, no, everyone should stop. I was the one. I made it weird. I made it weird. I'm so sorry. So small guy's owning his creepness. Yeah, mm-hmm. and has gotten it got through to him. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Oh, that guy heard me." Uh, I but was big a, drunk, big was, drunk guy who was, wasn't even there. Just wanted to fight. Just wanted to fight. And then his buddy and the woman come up, and they're like, "Well, what did he say? Why did you hit him? What did he say?" And so I'm trying to answer that, except for that the big guy is still right in my face, going, "Do it again, do it again." And then Will, the manager, shows up and goes, "Hello, I am the manager. I'm wearing a flappers hat. I'm wearing a fedora because I work at flappers. Uh, <laughs> step away from the comedian." And um. And then I am dragged backstage. I, I try to go. I, I am told to go backstage. Uh, I can't get past any of these people, so I end up out the door. At which big guy and little and little guy holding on to him, trying to hold him back, follow me after. And Will, the manager, is like, "What are you doing outside? Don't be outside." And I said, "I couldn't get to the door." And he goes, "Go through the yellow room. Go to the green room." And so I go back, and they called the cops. And then uh, two turns out two drunky magoos don't want to talk to the cops. Oh, mm. shocker! They split when five O rolls up. Yes, <laughs> that's what ha- they said. We don't want to press charges. We're just going to go. And so, and Don technically, Friesen, he could have. He could have. Oh, is that, completely. Is that the point your husband made you? Yeah. Like, that's oh, yeah. assault? Yeah. yeah okay. all, 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 all kinds of people had all kinds of points about how this could have ended poorly. Yeah. And uh, but here's the here's the the Marvel uh, here's the Captain Marvel. Oh tie wait, in. yeah, I was waiting for the Marvel yeah, yeah. tie-in. Yeah, here it is. He's, uh, so I go home. I I have to tell Andy that I punched somebody, <laughs> and uh, and he goes, "Okay, so the last time you had any kind of altercation where you pushed a guy, we had just seen Wonder Woman." Ah. Today, so you're, we just you're filling up your Marvel. cape. Is that what's going on, yeah. Jackie? And then Andy Ashcraft said to me, Am I going to have to watch you when we see Black Widow? <laughs> and I said, Possibly. Very, very possibly. <laughs> well, Jackie. Wow. Uh, there I, you go. There's I love a story. The, I love that story. I'm going to break it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> as, Are a com- you? as a comedian and a guy that studies martial arts uh, yeah. and does like to fight. Um, (laughs) several things first of all fuck the drunk people fuck them drunk people male or female have ruined more goddamn comedy shows than 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 than, have than should than should yes Mm -hmm. um and the comedian in me well, the comedian in you is like, go, 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 go. fucking eat their fucking face. <laughs> I have had there's the, the, the this single best video I have on my YouTube channel yeah. is this drunk lady yelling at Jimmy Dore and I mm-hmm. and we eat, eat, take her apart. It's yeah. the greatest. It is. Wait, did you just destroy her? Did yeah. you Have you yeah. talked to Hofstetter about that? You can't just destroy people. Anyway. Oh, uh, he's No, he's got all these videos that say Heckler, a uh, comedian destroys Heckler. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's his brand. Oh, that's it's, ridiculous. It's, it's painful. Anyway, and some go. people in the comment section were like, you shouldn't have been mean. You shouldn't have been mean. And I was like, she had been disrupting the show all goddamn night, and mm-hmm. that was the final straw. So... No, and and you should have brought her on stage and had a reasonable discussion. You do <laughs> not do that. With yeah, I yeah. love. Have you been out in public? Oh What's God! Yeah. And I'm don't I don't. And then as a guy that you know is sober, I don't argue with drunks. I don't argue with drunks. That's okay. So that's 
<laughs> Maybe a, another thing you and I could discuss off <laughs> off the microphone. <laughs> um, so, um, well, you know, and everything's predicated on what movie came out the weekend before. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah. We can, so uh, <laughs> and. Same for me. Yeah. So, so um, that's the thing. So that's what I would say. These drunk guys are dicks. They're walk assholes. Away. I'm not excusing walk them. Walk away. Walk away because you don't argue with drunks because there's no reasonable thing that's going to happen. Name this girl, by the way, when we slammed her, she was like, what? Because we were making fun of the New York Times. She's like, my dad works there. And we we're like, <laughs> oh boy. So we, we crush her. The door guys, and we're like, you're, and I was like, you're done. Because we, I'd asked yeah. her to stop. I had the door guys talk to her several times. Yeah. She wouldn't shut up. She is the door guy. She's fighting with the door guy. She goes for his neck, and he goes, man, I was in the military, and if this would have been a guy, I would have ripped his fucking arm off. Because yeah. it was a woman, I had to go easier on her, and I was like, wow. The gender is irrelevant. Here's a drunk fuckstick. Right. Who, who might hurt you. Who might hurt you and... Do not be hurt. Do not be hurt. And, right. And a bigger guy is definitely more of an issue because there's just size. There's just... Right, right. Just power. Power. Just, yeah, yeah. There's just muscle and power. But crazy is and crazy. And him tipping over and falling on you, yeah. too. Oh, right, right. You'd be drunk. squashed. Yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> Chris, who doesn't do any fighting, he could fall over and hurt yeah. you. <laughs> so I will always say, like... People don't know this about me. I was almost a black belt. I know, Chris. <laughs> I'd love to see Chris knock someone out. I would exactly. fucking love it. The pen it. is mightier yeah. than the sword. Anyway. Yeah. Unless it's jammed up your ass. Um, so, so there's that. So, like, these guys were, were good, like, good for you for calling out the creep guy. Because that's like, I might have, that, that, that sunk in. That worked. Yeah. It worked. And it's like, um, and it's. What I when I've called out people for whatever and and they if they go fuck you then I go all right I'm done then I go you didn't hear me you're not you're gonna never hear gonna me. hear me you're yeah. gonna you're the person who's gonna wake up tomorrow and you're gonna call the club and complain yeah you're never gonna get it you were spoiled as a child nobody disciplined you correctly <laughs> and you're broken I can't fix you yeah, from here right. get away right. this is why parents shouldn't give kids everything they want. Mm-hmm. You, you're the this reason. This took a weird turn. Anyway, so, go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that not wrong, by the way. The big guy says <laughs> the only person with children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The big guy coming in. That's obviously now. He's looking for trouble, and because from what you said, he didn't want to let it go. No, he didn't want to let it go. No, no, he would not let it. He, and would, he not would not let, let, it let me go. He would not like, let, I'm backed up he, against the, uh, a, a feather boa covered... Right. Uh, Drunken courage. Yeah. Drunken courage wants a fight. Now you gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> not excusing his behavior, <laughs> nope. but you gave it to him. Right. That's what he was looking for. But now he has to spend three days with a fat lip going, girl punched me. Yeah, girl punched me. Yeah. I was telling a girl to punch me and she did. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, that's, so, and that is now, the summation of that that's, story. That's assuming uh, they have any recollection of that evening. Right. When they wake right, up. Right, right. Oh, that can be a He remembers mm-hmm. getting punched by a girl. I guarantee yeah, you he yeah, does. That's his fat lip reminds him yeah. every day he brushes his little fucking rotten teeth. <laughs> Um, so maybe I, that's rock bottom for him. It might be. Mm, it could I help. hope. <laughs> also, on a personal note, when I hear stories like that, I always go, "God, I wish I was there." <laughs> right? <laughs> I wish that I would have turned the corner and seen this guy in your face, and I would have 
just fucking unloaded on him. Right. And well, I would have gone, hey, cops, I'm sober. This guy was drunk fucking with my friend. That's why he's unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved was, was Will, literally, he's like, hello, I am the I am the manager, and then literally just put himself in between the two of us. And Will isn't a big guy. He's, he's tall, but he's pretty thin, and, and uh, he's just like, hi, please step away from the comedian. Step away from the comedian. <laughs> and uh, security. <laughs> like cops say that. Step away from the comedian. <laughs> and which made the bigger guy go, she's a comedian? Which, of course, is the, the hardest burn. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so. So, like. I go backstage, Dad Friesen, by the way, trying to make the, while we wait to find out if the cops are going to charge me or what's going to happen, right? And, uh, and Dad Friesen had been headlining in the smaller of the Yoo-Hoo room. And uh, so we're sitting around. He was like. Well, here's the here's the here's the silver lining. You weren't headlining the sil- the Yuhu room. <laughs> and I was like, which is very funny God, if you're a comedian comic. logic. And uh, and he was just trying to break the tension. But I told both David Barber, the people who own the club, that and they were both like, What an asshole. And I said he was just kidding. No, he was joking. He was just bu- busting. Because here's the thing too, like, and this is not going back to um what I've had numerous martial art instructors tell me which is like especially if you've studied martial arts you better be real clear on who you throw at because that can be construed assault with a weapon oh right yeah because you're skilled labor you're skilled you're You're skilled skilled labor labor. (laughs) (laughs) you're like a plumber um so like you're a fist plumber (laughs) in the future you have like if somebody ever with you have to like the only you have to say this person came at me. I yeah. felt threatened. I had no other choice. Did you did you see that trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with uh, yes, um, yeah. <laughs> with the guy playing Bruce Lee? Yeah, it's like my hands are lethal weapons. If we get into a fight and I kill you, I could be charged with murder. And then Brad Pitt goes, um, "That happens to everyone. If you kill anybody in a fight, you're charged with murder. It's called manslaughter." <laughs> Oh, that's great. It's a fantastic <laughs> line. Oh, by the way, yeah, that was a good trailer. So, yeah, that's the thing I would just like. And you wish you had been there. Yeah, I wish I had been there. And then if you have a lot of anger and you want to do a lot of fighting, I would suggest taking a martial art class. Oh, really? To, to bleed off some of this rage? Yeah. 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 Because let um, me tell you I'm something. I'm taking my son to a kung fu class in like an hour. I, I went, I studied for years. I was thinking about taking a Pilates. Is that anything? No, Jackie. Okay, is that something like that? <laughs> no, Jackie. You Isn't need, that a You need to thing? punch some things. <laughs> you need to get that out in There's a constructive manner. Kickboxing, martial arts, there's plenty of ways and to And learn how to defend yourself. And part of the martial arts training is not just punches and kicks. It's also the psychology on how to defuse something to where you're not escalating and getting yourself in right. trouble. But my... My entire part of this is that I escalated it Uh and I did not, I mean, I, there's, I don't have a problem with being a meddler and standing up for, for things. I, that's noble. I I don't have a, I, especially after I've seen a superhero movie, uh, clearly, (laughs) uh, but I don't, but I, but I don't, I don't need to escalate it. I have, I have, my brain's attached to my mouth. You know, you hire me to do a corporate, I don't swear. How about I use that, uh, that skill set that I've been trained over the last 35 (laughs) years to not end up in a place where a guy's yollering at me, Mm -hmm. where I feel like I feel threatened enough and intimidated enough that I want to react in a physical manner. Mm -hmm. It's not cool. I mean, you, this could all be summed up with just Andy's advice. Uh, 
Don't punch people. Don't punch people. <laughs> don't punch yeah. people. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's as a, <laughs> a guy that's dealt with anger issues his entire life. Nice Hulk watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jackie gave me a sweet watch. I'm yeah. going to take a photo, put it on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Um, is, uh, it injects a sedative every hour. <laughs> No, it puts <laughs> testosterone into my body. Um, as martial arts and meditation and yoga has really helped with that. Yeah. Especially in the last year and a half, two and a, two years of, I put this online, my Me Too story of memories of abuse has brought up, brought up a lot of shame, a lot of rage. Yeah. And then having a violent girlfriend brought up a lot of emotions, having other like people mainly women at a specific comedy club defend her brought up a lot of like what yeah and it was a lot of work some of some of some of that obviously but also i went back to studying martial arts this past summer and i was like oh right because when i'm training with people i realize first of all it takes the energy off. And then when you train, you realize like there's little dudes in class that can whoop me because they have more training and experience. Right. And holding those positions, I think could also do some, uh, I'm, I had a woman on who was a karate Mm -hmm. on the dork forest. And uh, she said, I know it sounds ridiculous, but that is how it's pronounced. I am so sorry. (laughs) And, uh, uh, but she was talking about holding those positions and what that does to your mindset. Yes. It, It teaches you to pause because Mm -hmm. you learn. And and like someone's asked me, like, Graham, have you ever used it? Like, have you ever used your. And (laughs) I go, Yeah, yoga, yeah. (laughs) To bore someone to uh, death. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about my chakras (laughs) while they want to fucking (laughs) pour meat over my face. Um, is, Is like, I have, have I used punches and kicks and blocks? No, but I've used the philosophy. And the physicality of martial arts to diffuse situations. Yeah, by standing with a person and calmly talking to them, I'm I'm on a def- I'm on my balls and my feet. Yeah, I'm. You're ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm putting my hands up, saying to you, I don't want to. Let's just de-escalate. Let's, it's okay. Victory comes with the sword still in the scabbard. In my mind, I'm like, if this person comes, puts their hands on me, it's over. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying to them also. In a way of like, I don't want to have a problem with you. It's all good. Let's just settle this down. Especially if they're drunk. If they're on something, you're not talking to a person. Right, right. You're talking to the bottle or the drug. Right, right. So, and I've diffused some serious, some really gnarly situations by that. Mm -hmm. And I've gone, oh, that's that's what it was really for. Victory comes with the sword still in the scabbard. Right. That's a that's a hell of a tattoo. Because. Here's the reason why they came with that because when you when you draw and you know this as a martial artist too if I'm going to get into a physical confrontation with somebody guess what I am doing I'm putting my body at risk yeah so well, that's- you could and the a, a UFC champion could break their knuckles mm-hmm. I mean hitting even not one a one punch knockout they could still hurt them and every martial artist knows this I'm putting my own body at risk if I get into this so it's got to be the absolute last resort meaning i've said i don't want to fight and you're putting your hands on me yeah yeah that's just something well and that uh, the other thing that i did realize in this situation is that that woman did not ask for help right she had dealt with it in the way that she had dealt with it and then had just taken those people away 
So why don't I take that into account as well? Mm. It's like, hey, Mrs. Kravitz, uh, why, don't you, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you keep your eyeballs in there in the scabbard as well? How about that? Why don't you got a nose problem? What are you, the police? Keep your eyeballs in your scabbard. <laughs> why don't you keep your nose in the scabbard? <laughs> ears? Your so, plugs? If you hadn't heard what he had said. <laughs> right, right. Because I, I was on the Erie Canal, yeah. you guys. I was on the Eiffel Tower. Huh? Whoa. I uh, had well, a nose I, problem. I, say, I hope I'm not coming across preach. I just say this because I you're my friend and I don't want to see you spend right. a night in but jail. But the obit. Yeah, who yeah, wants that? Yeah, the obit or yeah. the night in jail. I have a scar in my face from drunken fights and I was in a Chicago jail and in my 20s. They're not fun places to be. No. That's why that Graham's like all hippie, uh, lovey love. So he's not a fucking degenerate Irish fighty <laughs> drunky train wreck. Is it, isn't there somewhere in the middle maybe we could... <laughs> Is there, is there a, my, wait a minute. My excessive hippiness, Chris, is just, is just not a problem. I'm not out on a ledge. Is, is there, there another version of both of you wearing red somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> one of you wanting to carry scissors, the other one not yeah. wanting to. <laughs> nice us reference. Yep. All right. That's uh, episode 92. No, not yet. We uh, we have some Patreon sponsors. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Two hours that later. We almost forgot. Patreon, um, you're patronizing uh, your um, your patrons. Yes, we really appreciate you guys supporting. This is the ad tier at fifty dollars um, from Will Leonard, his wife Kathy Bagwell is once again riding the MS one fifty. You go, Kathy, a fundraising ride that is helping fuel progress toward. Ma'am, sit down, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, toward a world free of MS to ride from Houston to Austin at the end of April. The money raised will help fund amazing progress in MS research. You can reach her donation page at uh, willthetd.com, W-I-L-L-T-H-E-T-D.com slash C-F-N. Help her reach her goal. And Johnny Rulon promoting his novel, Green Cheek, uh, Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's available on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S., our journey through time, space, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. Website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com, happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And Fanboy Planet. Fanboy Planet is a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out Fanboy Planet for your comics news, your movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews. Uh, check out fanboyplanet.com. And from Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide, a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com, coffeeoversuicide.com. And Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle podcast, host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. They were recorded back-to-back as the three-hour show on the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. AliceFrazier.com, AliceFrazier.com with an S. And Rebecca Evans, The Art Podcast. When we move past hesitation, we're true to ourselves. We find our own art in life. You want to hear some fun stories and get inspired? Check out The Art, facebook.com slash theartpodcasts with an S. Uh, La Calavera by Alan Ross. It's the story of a pirate radio operator who decides to go into the pirate cable TV business. Darren Loney, together with a group of misfits and the questionable guidance of a spiritual advisor in the form of Richard Nixon, gear up to take on the world's largest media conglomerate and its egomaniacal celebrity CEO. It's now available on Amazon in ebook and hard copy. Thank you, Patreon. Uh, Thank uh, you, Patronis. Patreon.com slash comedy film nerds. Support what we're doing. We love it, and uh, we love all of you. And our qu- my question to everybody here doesn't need to be answered. 
Are more women getting into fights now with the these movies? Is this a thing? Are we more like... Please email us and tell us if you are uh, doing the, the white lady meat shield thing. Do it. You're coming white out of these movies going, oh, who wants a fucking taste? Yeah. <laughs> um, you like my boobs? Let me shove them in your yeah. face while yeah. I punch you in the, Here's in the that. nose. I want to knee yeah. you in the throat. Yeah. This um, waiter at P.F. Chang's is giving me the eye. <laughs> Tap out, punk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> crazy. So, all right. That's that our is, episode. Yeah, it took Thank, an unexpected turn. Unexpected. I didn't think we were going to go and do that, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad we did. Yeah, and all related to Captain Marvel anyway. It all does. Mm-hmm. It all does. It all, and all the MCU and uh, Captain Marvel's great. See it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think about that Superman movie with Christopher Reeves and go, I think it's a delight. Mm-hmm. Jackie, where can we find you punching out audience members at a <laughs> local comedy club? Uh, well, I'm doing an army tour starting next week, April 3rd to the 23rd uh, through Eastern Europe, uh, which, by the way, includes Istanbul. Who knew that was uh, Eastern Europe? But it Not is. Not Constantinople? Not Constantinople. And, uh, but I'm going to Bulgaria and Poland and Romania and Kosovo. And, um, so you're going into Turkey? And we're going into Turkey, and uh, I am of Armenian ancestry, and I panicked briefly. Then I called my dad, and I said, I can't go to Turkey. I'm Armenian. And he goes, no, you're not. You're American. Shut it. And uh, <laughs> and he said someone from church uh, actually mentioned that they were Armenian on the way out. And um, the the Turks pulled her out of, the, out of line and grilled her for 20 minutes in Turkish and then found her passport and were like, oh, my God, you're an American. Get away. <laughs> and then let her go. So it's going to be fine, and plus I'm on a DOD passport, so it'll be that's good. You know, it'll be fine. Are you so going to wear any? Really have to punch a lot of people for them to detain you, right? I'm not going to. Are punch you going any there soldiers. during like April 24th during the genocide recognition? <laughs> uh, no, I'll be back just in time for the parade. Okay. Um, so just in time for Martyrs Day, you guys. Uh, unless they make me leave sooner through Syria on foot. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a reference for just the people who know a lot of Armenians. Oh, and but here's a scoop. Uh, yeah, so I but I'm doing a bunch of shows and you should follow me on Twitter and go to jackiecation.com or familypetancestry.com brings you to jackiecation.com cuz I bought it cuz it made me laugh. <laughs> familypetancestry.com. Want to know if your you. cat came over on the Mayflower? Go to familypetancestry.com. <laughs> anyway, my schedule's all over it. Live it up. Did your cat come over on the Mayflower? <laughs> Is your dog eligible to join the DAR? The Dogs of the American Revolution? Oh, you should create a real site. You would be a billionaire hustling people for... It's, re- it's a real thing. They're doing cat DNA now. Anyway, so... Um, what? Wow, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. People need... People are driving lifts, Graham. People... Chris, people need secondary income. So people are gonna... If rich people want to know if their dog is... Oh. It's a 23 and me for dogs and cats. It's really bad. It's dumb. You look at a dog and you go, oh, it looks like a mutt. If it's just dumb tax on the rich, I'm all for it. It is. Yeah, it's completely yeah. dumb tax on the rich. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Eat the rich, you guys. Don't forget to write. Eat them whole. Uh, uh, eat them whole. Eat Dork their- Forest, Jackie and Lori podcasts. A couple of podcasts happening. Feel free to listen to them. All Things Comedy, Dork Forest, uh, Max Fun, Jackie and Lori. And so. uh, we do want to mention, too, we are closing out the Jackie Cation um, oh, merch. physical merchandise here at the store. 20% off. Use the code DORK. Good for the end of the month, which is only a few days away. Yeah. Uh, however, we will be uh, retaining the digital download of Jackie Special. This will make an excellent Horcrux that will still remain on the site. But the physical stuff's going, so get it before it goes. Get a shirt. Get a CD. Mm-hmm. Get a free mm-hmm. sticker. We're toying with the Jackie Cation uh, boxing gloves and mouthpiece. <laughs> uh, we're still working on that. We'll figure that out. <laughs> you guys, I got to show you my Captain Marvel jacket when we hang up. All right. 
<laughs> of course you will. <laughs> that's our episode. That's our show. Thank you, Jackie Cation. Super size. Super size spoiler up, guys, with some fight tips. Mm-hmm. It's good business. Uh, yeah, my name is Graham Elwood. The episode bruises and all. <laughs> bruises. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han shot first. first. Not punch, shot. <laughs> <laughs>